is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat, and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today. If you would, please follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. That is always super appreciated, so thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you guys kicking off your week with upbeats, and I appreciate you guys listening in week to week, you know, making upbeat just a part of your routine. That means a lot to me. Uh, but I also understand if you've missed episodes or if you're not completely caught up, that is totally okay. And that's why I make these six month review episodes. And I've said it in the other ones, and I'll say it in this one. I don't expect every single person to catch every single episode. That's just an impossible ask. Uh, you know, life happens. So I totally get it. But that's why I love making episodes like this one. I've interviewed some really just incredible people. And there have been a lot of really sincere and amazing moments and conversations and uh, helpful and valuable conversations. And so uh, it's impossible to feature every single awesome moment in one episode. But I do my best to share clips with you here of these amazing guests to hopefully give you a good feel of who they are and what they do and what we talked about on the show. And that way, if you're interested, you can go back and listen to their full episodes. Uh, that's really the purpose of these six-month reviews is to, one, catch you up if you're not caught up, two, help you customize your listening experience a little bit better by finding the episodes that you'd actually like the most. So if you hear someone in this episode that you really like, check the description or go to this go to this episode on the website, parkercane.co, and I'll have links to all the episodes, the titles, the guest names, the topics, all that stuff. So you can go back and find the ones that you're really interested in. And three, uh, if you've been listening then these are still just some really good takeaways and reminders to kind of refresh us on what all we've learned in the last six months. Uh, but with that said, again, you guys, thank you very much for being here, listening to Upbeats. Let's get into it. There are a lot of people who they just need to get on the damn horse and ride it, man. Just get stop thinking about every specific process to outwit the devil. Just go and go to work, you know? And it's those, those people that end up trudging through and they achieve the success they want. And it's because they spent some time going through the process of seeing what they got to work on and then doing the work and then staying successful. The crazy part is every single person who's, who's ever been successful in the world, they've all made a shift that we're talking about. Every person that yourself included, when you started, like you went from a point of like, I'm just a guy doing my thing to now I'm in this damn McDonald's and everybody knows me. There's a shift to who you are, your core. There's a shift to what you believe is possible. It's just a natural a transition. And not enough people have that. None of people put that into fruition intentionally. It's usually just a reactive situation, but you can intentionally proactively go out there and make whatever shift you want. You just have to understand that it's going to happen at the edge of your comfort zone. It's going to happen from you doing different stuff. And it's usually going to happen from a different rhythm you install in your life, a different identity you choose to upgrade into. And so I am always making sure that I'm not sacrificing the wrong things to get something that I want. So I don't sacrifice my family. I don't sacrifice my health. Uh, I don't sacrifice my <laughs> anything that needs to, that, that should be that not sacrificed. Right. I do, however, sacrifice like my pride <laughs> if I need to, my ego when it needs to be done. And it leads me in the places where I can have uh, a lot more get accomplished. Right. And, and for me personally, man, uh, I'm always spending time trying to figure out what are the things that I got to do. Not one of the things that look good or somebody said to do, but I, I am always in touch with Anthony. I know who I am. Like it's a, it's a very interesting thing, but a very confident thing that I have. Like, I know who I am. I know what I like. I know why I like it. Uh, 
and I'll, I'll take insight in from respected sources if necessary. But for the most part, like I feel pretty good about who I am and where I'm going. However, I do know that every time I set a new goal, my immediate thing is I need to go and dig in a little bit deeper and find out what is the reason I don't have that yet. Like, why do I not have that success yet? What am I not doing there? And it's not for me to like to beat myself up, but it's to get really, really clear on the fact of like, if I was the person to have the success I want, the goal I want, I'd already have it. So I know that inherently I'm not that guy. Let me figure out what that guy needs to be. What does he, need, what does he how does he have to operate on a daily basis? What's that new rhythm he has to settle into? I think a big factor for a lot of people is that we're so stimulated all day long and then we don't really allow time for ourselves to kind of decompress or separate from that. That the first time that we actually have just to ourselves where we're just being with our thoughts is when we, we shut the lights off and we're laying in bed for the first time. Allowing yourself some time. Maybe it's maybe you don't have time for an hour, but if you can just give yourself kind of like a 30 minute wind down routine, whether it's like putting your phone down, going through whatever pre-bed ritual, whatever it is you have to do, shower, brush your teeth, maybe read a little bit, but just allow yourself that time to kind of come down off the, the busyness of your day, right? Allow your time, allow yourself that time to, to get out of that, that stimulation mode and just allow yourself time to decompress. So create, if you can create a 30 minute window to allow that to happen, that's going to put you in a much better success to allow sleep to happen. Sleep is our base. Like if we're not sleeping, Everything else, like you're, you're leaving so much aspects of performance on the table. It doesn't matter if you're an athlete. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're creative. It doesn't matter if you're a parent. You have to take control of your sleep because it's the single biggest factor that's going to help you feel better the next day. And so many of us now, we're just, we, we lack awareness in our sleep or we kind of just let it be what it is. And we wake up and we're chugging coffee and, and stimulating ourselves to get through the day. But once you can become aware of it, once you become aware of what your sleep is like, what the quality is like, how much you're getting, how you're actually feeling day to day, then you can begin to make changes. And this is something I talk about all the time, but I wasn't even aware of it. Like I didn't have a set schedule. It would just, I would just leave it to chance. I'd stay up one night and maybe I'd watch Monday night football and I'm going to bed at 1130 or midnight next night. Maybe it's a little bit later, you get lost on your phone or you're watching something on Netflix. And even though you're getting up at the same time, your sleep, the time that you've allowed for sleep has changed dramatically. We think that if I go to bed from midnight and wake up at 6 a.m., I got six hours sleep. But that's not necessarily how it works because your body's moving in and out of these sleep cycles. The easiest way for people listening right now is if you have a smartphone, that, that iPhone is actually really good on this. You can set that daily alarm clock, set it from the time that you need to get up at. Okay, so the last moment they need to wake up, then backtrack to see how many hours, if you had an idea right now for yourself personally, like how many hours do you think you would need each night for sleep to feel your best? Six, seven, eight hours, put that in, okay? And let that be your schedule. So your next day starts on the night before, right? So your performance tomorrow starts on your sleep tonight. So you have to allow that time for sleep to happen. So that's the single biggest factor in terms of just moving forward and to make sleep a little bit of more of a priority is just becoming aware of how much time you're allowing for it to happen and create a schedule to, to allow your body to, to fall into sync with that. Be a part of an elite team to be feel wanted. Um, that was very much. Um, there's a reason for me to escape to that, right? Because in the real world, 
I didn't want to deal with school. I didn't want to deal with my nagging parents. Um, so I excelled at games. And what I learned um, at that age, I didn't know at the time, but I was learning teamwork. I was learning collaboration. Um, I was learning resilience. I was learning a lot of the things needed for real life. And um, had I known that at the time, um, you know, I probably would have continued down my path and tried to justify it more. Um, and so my, my thesis here is that gaming creates leaders and that there's levels for everything. There's levels for working out. There's levels for, you know, meditation. There's levels for, you know, where you want to take your business. And, and so to me, um, when you reframe life into a game, it becomes a lot more fun, right? So, you know, I can go in here, I can tweak this around my podcast. I can go change, make this website. I can add the strategy over here. I can hire this person over here. And then I can just flip all these things around, right? It's, 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 it's like doing magic. Um, when I wake up in the morning, let's say I, you know, hop on my bike, I meditate in the morning, or let's say I do my morning journal. These are all power-ups I'm collecting to get stronger for the day so I can power through the day, right? And so when I think of it that way, it very much feels like I'm playing, playing a game. And, um, you know, games are fun and never ending games, long-term games are even more fun. And when you work with people that are fun, even better. Right. Um, and so to answer your question around the book, why did I decide to do a book? Um, you have over 3 billion people in the world that have played games. Elon Musk has played games, Mark Zuckerberg. You have people that I've seen win championships growing up and um, you know, they, they've won Ferraris and stuff. And you know what now, some of these people I've had on my podcast, they have found a great companies, sold them. And um, gaming teaches you to think in systems and it teaches you to think about things differently than other people. You react a lot faster. It's just, um, there's so many benefits. And so people might have a stigma towards it. And that's why the messaging needs to change. That's why I wrote the book. Because if this is the book that I read growing up, I would have had a lot more confidence. And if my parents read it, they would also understand where I was coming from because they never once bothered to ask me they never once were curious about what I was doing. So um, I think the message needs to go out. And if it can even affect one person, then great, right? I didn't write the book to try to make money. Um, I do think it's, you know, hopefully it does well, but you know, then the money will follow, but the message has got to do well first. Yeah, I think, um, you know, a broader thing. I mean, my, my coach and I have been working on this, um, you know, the last couple of months, but you know, the whole idea with this turtle is, you know, telling me to slow down. And um, again, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but thinking in decades instead of years. So I think those of you that are maybe a little younger listening to this, um, it's, it's again, it's very easy to try to do, to think that you can do a lot of things in one year, but think in decades, you know, you can, we, we often overestimate what we can do in a year, right? We underestimate what we can do in a decade. Um, Bill Gates said that, but I think he paraphrased someone else. Um, so that would be it, you know, slow down, enjoy the journey. And um, just make sure you're taking in the right information, you're taking the right actions every single day, and you'll see things slowly compound. Yeah, for sure. I think for the most part, um, our creativity is crippled when we're young because in in school, we'll be taught like, okay, everybody sit down and we're going to draw this flower and we're all supposed to look the same and in most kids will look at their neighbor and they'll be like mine doesn't look like theirs and it doesn't look like how the teacher is doing it and so I think at a young age most kids decide that they're not artists and I think that's what I did um and you know that phrase of I can't even draw stick figures I don't know I can't even tell you how many times I hear that and how many times I said it myself and I'm like that's not even a thing like <laughs> if you can draw a circle and a, a line you know you can draw a stick figure yeah um but for me i think um at at 
some point I finally let go of what it's supposed to look like, like what it's supposed to be and just let, let it come out of me. And that's when the magic started to happen. Um, I think everyone is really an artist um, in their own way. If I could shout one thing like from the rooftops to the entire world, it's that you can heal. And it doesn't matter what it is and what you're going through or how hard it is. I, I believe wholeheartedly that healing can happen. Um, and it, my book goes through all different phases of your or parts of who you are. So like your physical health, your spiritual health, your relationships, you know, all of those things, whatever it is that we're struggling with has the potential to heal. And um, I've dealt with like, crazy illnesses and all sorts of things and um through my belief that you can heal I have healed and I think there's so much power in just believing that you can and making steps even if they're baby steps um healing's possible <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe that and I'm a product of it and once I saw what was possible, what I'm capable of. You know, I became addicted to it. And I started working with a mentor and, and he helped train me in regards to a lot of the, the techniques that I teach in my programs. And now they're transferable to all my clients and so forth. So I think everybody can benefit from, I don't want to say a cheerleader, someone that can help you see things from a different perspective, because here's the reality. None of us are broken. Nobody needs to be fixed. It's our mindset that can get corrupted, can get warped. And by having someone show you how to revamp, how to look at things from a different perspective, how to change what you associate pain and pleasure to, it's an absolute game changer. And everything that you do in the world will open up for you, whether it's relationship, you start a business, fitness, anything of that sort. So, and listen, you have to take yourself seriously. Investing in yourself, in a mentor or a coach or somebody that can, help you learn from other people's, you know, missteps, whatever the case would be. That's priceless. You know, that's so valuable. And it's funny because when I speak, when people approach me about, you know, the coaching and whatnot, there's two types of questions that you get, right? One of them is how much does this cost? And you could already tell that that person doesn't have the proper relationship with money as they should. And then it's the other person that will ask me, or I can hear them thinking to themselves, what is going to be my ROI on this investment with Craig? What's going to be my return on investment? Because they're, they're figuring out how much value that they're going to get from this. And then they're ready to invest in themselves. And so for the audience listening, if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, if you just want to improve in certain areas, don't be shy. Ask for help. It's, you got to put your ego aside. We've all done it. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, who just won his seventh Super Bowl a few days back, he doesn't just go on the field and wing it. He has a coach. Everybody can benefit from a second brain and from some assistance. And I think it's just so important that you take the mindset that you're investing in yourself. I was so confused because like, we're not entrepreneurs. I mean, we were doing nine to five. Uh, we were told what to do. We were trained. So starting our own business, I was so confused personally and then you can speak on yourself and um before starting you and i paint um 
I was, when I quit my job to start a business with my sister, trying to explore the ideas. Like I wanted to do something that was creative. I wasn't sure which direction it was. Loss of identity. I because you know my entire life I was working for a firm or for the city, and then you quit that. You quit architecture um, to start a business. It's like you lose your identity because my entire life I was known as that person I was doing that for so long. And then now what am I until now? Like, I feel like, what are we like? Are we artists? Like, You're entrepreneurs <laughs> now. You're both. Yes. I guess <laughs> it's easy when you say that entrepreneurs, but for a while I was very confused. And you're an artist. Of course. And I'm an artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you? Um, okay. So I think making the leap is, has, has to be one of the scariest things yeah, that absolutely. a human can do because you have that cushion, you have that safety net of like, you know, income coming and you know that this much money is going to be in my checkings account on a Friday or, you know, once that is factored out, that's when you feel like you're literally on the street. Yeah, yeah it does feel like that. Um, so, but obviously I, you know, at the time I actually quit my job a few months ago, uh, just when I ended my maternity leave, I didn't go back to work and um, I cried. I literally sat down and I cried like, oh my God, am I actually doing this? Am I going to do this? But then I could not focus on my nine to five while creating a business because my business was a calling and it was getting too intense. It was getting busier. And then that's when I'm just like, you know what? I need to put my full focus and my full passion into this and just kiss my Nine to five, goodbye. No more cushion. And I love cushion. Bye, cushion. Through my music and my message, it is resiliency. So I just, I mean, if I could sum up my message in, in a couple of sentences, sentences, it would be whatever you're going through right now is a small moment compared to life, right? It really, it is so insurmountable to the rest of life you get to live. And so often we get so focused and stuck in the moment and all the negative things that are going on that we forget that we have like 30, 40, you know, even 10 years left in life, right? And so my message is please do not give up the, um, the chance to live an amazing life for what you're struggling with in the moment. It'll be but a small moment. And if you can endure it well, you get a beautiful life ahead of you, right? And that's what I realized when I was going through my accident is, you know what? It feels like it's a big deal. Like I'm missing a hand. I can't move my right hand and all this stuff. And it was, it was a big deal. But three years later, you know, I was back to living a normal life. And so, so many times we get caught up and think, you know, this is never going to go away. COVID has ruined my business. I've this, this, and this, how am I going to get through this? But if you just keep moving forward one step at a time, focusing on things you can control, two, three, maybe four years later, you can get back to finding your groove, getting back to living a normal life, right? And so just don't give up in this moment because it seems too hard. You have an amazing life ahead of you.
I want you guys to think about the person that you looked up to the most. And it may not be your father, hint, hint. Mine was my uncle. Even though my father's alive, I love him. Mine was my uncle. But it's also movies. It's also uh, commercials. It's also toys that we saw when we were kids. It was comics. There's all these things that we looked at to create our own masculine blueprint. So write those down. Write those down in the first column. And then in the second column, write down all the things that no longer serve you from that first column. Write down what doesn't align with you. Okay. So once you write that in the second column, write down all the ones that don't serve you. Okay. What's left is going to go over in the fourth column. But in the third column, what you're going to write are all the traits of a man that you actually look up to now. And it could be in people that you look up to in your life. It could be things that you've read about. It could be things that you've seen that you, you would like to embody those. But the things that make you feel that if you had those, you'd be authentic with yourself. So at this point, we're making the cognitive choice on the traits we want to bring into our life. And then in the fourth column, you're going to take what was left over from the first and what you had in the third and create a master list of your new masculine blueprint, right? So that's what it's going to be. You chose all those traits. You chose the ones from the past that you're aligned with. You chose the new ones. You got rid of the ones that no longer served you, that weren't authentic with you, and you created your own organized master blueprint. And remember, this isn't what it means to be a good person. This is what it means to be a good man in your eyes, a man of principle, of honor, of integrity. That's what this is about. And in that elongated bubble, you'll write three to five. And the reason I say three to five is because under all the things I've learned in special operations and all the things I did overseas, you are only as good as your base level of training when everything goes to mayhem. Okay. And at the end of the day, when your brain clicks down to your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, you need to be able to remember the man that you want to show up as in every moment. And that comes down to three to five traits. And if you can do that and you show up as those three to five traits, whether it's a happy moment, a sad moment, an angry moment, whatever it is, you are authentic with who you are and you'll be able to look back in the mirror and say, man, I'm really happy with how I showed up today. That's the man that I want to show up as every day. And on your best days, you'll show up as all the traits in that final column, right? So we want to make this accessible to you when your brain and your cogni uh, cognitive abilities shut down and you're functioning strictly on your base level of training. And so you write those three to five in there and that becomes the ultimate blueprint for you. And from there, you write them on a sticky note and you put them on your mirror or you put them on your computer. You put them where you can see them regularly and you look down at them and remind yourself what it means to be a good man to you. Uh, it's forgiveness. Forgiveness is epically important. You know, and there's five steps to forgiveness, which I, I'll share here. And, you know, this is something that I just kind of started formulating. And the first step is 
to forgive the person who hurt you. The second step is to forgive the situation, the incident, what happened, right? Overall, what happened, whether it was happened once or happened a dozen times, or whatever, just forgive that action, that situation. The next is to forgive because inevitably we, we say, why God, why did you let this happen? Depending on what you believe in or the universe, why did this have to happen to me? So you forgive, you know, the higher power. If you believe in that, if not, you can just skip that step altogether. And the step number four is the hardest one of all. And I'll come back to it. I'm going to, it was, it's so hard. I'm going to skip it. And then last one, of course, is to forgive yourself. Now, again, in forgiving ourselves, it's important because, you know, we, always say why me what did i do to deserve this what could i have done wrong it's it's my fault why why so it's and you can forgive yourself yet there's something there's a step that you need to do in between and i say this is difficult because many times people are hurt you got hit by a car you're standing in the corner it's not your fault bad things happen it's not your fault so this is where it gets it's difficult Step number four is ex- assuming responsibility for your role in that situation. Now that works great, you know, for divorces and business messes and everything else, because we all have responsibility in that, right? We have to own it. Now it's a lot more difficult when you are innocent and you were a child or, you know, whatever it is. The one thing I say is just ex- accept responsibility just for a split second that you were alive that moment in time, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, whatever it is, just own it just for a second so that then you can forgive because you can't forgive yourself blatantly if you haven't owned your part in that. You know, the poem itself is probably two and a half minutes. So if you have two and a half minutes, you're listening to this and you can stop what you're doing and just become super present and give yourself permission to really take these words in because um, they're a gift from me to you. And this poem is called I am enough. Take a nice deep breath in and exhale. I am enough, but enough of what? Every time I hear those words, I feel like they keep getting stuck up in my head, conflicting with all the words I've said on repeat for most of my life. Yeah, I haven't been very nice to myself. From bottom to top, spent most of my life focused on why I was not enough. Flat feet, too slow, chicken legs won't grow like self-deprecation was an occupation. I went pro long ago, and I know that the mind learns through repetition. And no matter how quiet I speak, it's always around to listen. Creating the vision of who I am based on my self-talk. So why not speak what I can and stop all the can-nots? Because I got a lot of knots. I thought a lot of thoughts that brought a lot of nada, so I fought to make them stop, and I finally gave my ego what it wanted, and I told it what I am not. I am not dumb. I am not ugly. I am not giving up. I am not weak. I'll get back on my feet no matter how much I slip up. I am not broken, I am not afraid, and so when the going gets tough, I can see what I am not, and it reminds me I am enough. I am enough strength to overcome any obstacle placed in my way. I am enough courage to keep my heart open after heartbreak. I am enough will to get through any hard day. I am enough fun to turn all my work into play.
I am enough pride to not be torn down by what people say. And I am enough humility to own up to all my mistakes. And it doesn't take a special ability, just a perspective shift to go through this list and always remember this. For everything I'm not, there's something that I am. For everything I can't, there's something that I can. I can be happy. I can be free. I can be authentic. In fact, I'm already me. And I am so grateful for me and everything I am. And so for the rest of my life, I'll do whatever I can to always remember that, yeah, I'm not a lot of stuff. But there's one thing I am. I am enough. I honestly, uh, while I had the quote, unquote dream job, I just was miserable, Parker. So I knew I was going to make a shift into another career. I didn't know what. So I went on to LinkedIn. This was back in 2010. LinkedIn was primarily the job search tool. So I, I started networking on there. I knew I didn't want to be spammy. I knew I didn't want to just spam out my resume. I knew I, didn't, I wanted to attract my next opportunity rather than chase. So I started sharing my insights, my knowledge, and companies started reaching out to me, but not to hire me as an employee, but as a contractor saying, it's Helena, we love what you're doing. We see you everywhere. We want to do that for us. So essentially what I was doing back in 2010, before the Facebook business page even rolled out, um, this whole idea of the social media management, that wasn't even an industry uh, that's what I was doing. And this company wanted me to do that for them. So I was like, okay, sure. I'll do that while I look for a job. And then another company asked me to do the same thing. And then a small business and another small business and then an individual and then another person. And before I knew it, I was having a hard time finding time to go on job interviews and look for a job. So I thought, <laughs> hmm, this is kind of, I'm enjoying it. This seems to be a thing, a need. And I definitely felt more in alignment. I was happier for sure. So I went ahead and it took me a couple of years, I'll admit, but I made the entrepreneurship leap and officially started my company in 2012. We just celebrated our nine-year work anniversary. I went from just being myself to now I have four other people on my team. We have 12, we have clients in 12 different states. So it's just, it's been like a dream. I'm living my dream. Don't try to have everything, wait until you have everything all figured out. It's never gonna happen. You're never gonna have everything all feel, figured out. Build the plane as you fly it. So as you heard with my niche, I, if I would wait, because I didn't have a niche, but I started my business. I didn't figure it out until I started going along. Think as you make the step, the next step will unfold. It's not for everybody. I mean, because you are being filmed twenty four seven, and uh, and then when you you're putting your image in the control of the editors, the producers, the directors, and you're you're hoping they present a, a good story because they're only able to use such a fraction of of what you have. But for me, it has been 
all upside. You know, I was nervous going in. We were in COVID. I was nervous about that. I was, uh, I was, I was nervous about being around young people, but I've got forever friends out of this show. I've, and also this huge platform's been given to me. I had Parker, I had like, I think 109 Instagram followers and now I have 110,000 as of this uh, recording. So I'm like, you know, and that's in like four weeks or something. So it's, it's a really plus on that. I have had so many direct messages from people um, of all strata of, of, of humanity that have, I've had older people saying, well, I, I realize now I don't have to give up on dreams. I've had uh, LGBTQ people, young people in particular, but all ages that have said, I came out because I was watching you on the series, you know. Um, all kinds of, of stories like that that make me feel really good. I've even had a lot of, believe it or not, straight people that are saying, I don't know any LGBTQ people, but you're making me want to learn more and, and, and help. So I, I'm very proud. I, I don't know why that happened. I'm very happy that it has happened. And then a lot of people are just saying, I love your positivity and, you know, your outlook on life. And so... That's good. You know, that's good for me. Just do it. Like, just do it. Don't think about it. Because if I would have thought about it, my podcast never would have happened. I can talk myself out of things so easily. And I get like, back to anxiety, I get really overwhelmed with stuff. Like, so many things seem like this insurmountable task that I just can't do from like, doing laundry, let's say, or doing something fun, even like planning a trip. It's like, I just, it just overwhelms me and, and, and people with anxiety and I probably depression too. Um, you're going to be that way. You're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to think of all the bad things that could happen. It's like, but what about the good things that could happen? And what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, Nobody listens to my podcast and it's like, yeah, it hurts and it's rejection, but whatever, I'll start something new or like, you know, you just have to pick yourself back up and like, you'll figure it out and, and things, good things are going to come your way, you know, no matter how they get there or how you do it. It's like, it's, it's going to be okay. I guess that that's like what my, my mom always said to, she's like, it's, it's all going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, okay, that's true. Like I struggle, I'm a people pleaser. And so I really struggle if somebody doesn't like me, that's all I can think about. Everybody could love me, but one person and that's, I fixate and I get obsessed about it. And I remember my mom saying, do you like everyone? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, like who likes everyone? She's like, <laughs> There you go. Like, obviously, there's going to be people that, that don't like you for whatever reason. You're too bubbly. They don't like your hair color. She's like, but you just like you have those good friends and you have family that support you. Focus on that. Oh, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I was just going to sh- end with that, too. I've got three dogs in here right now. So <laughs> oh, I love dogs. I love I, them. I was going to say, uh, sorry, you. I, I don't mean to cut you off with the with no, the barking, it's- but uh <laughs> fine. No, no, I yeah. was, I was done. I was just, you know, tell, I want to tell people just keep going. Like I never thought sitting in my bedroom when I was 13 years old, that I was going to be a working for one of the biggest pop stars of our generation and be on a show on Netflix. Right. Like I, yeah. I didn't even aspire to do that back then. 
So it's just like, do it when, when the, when the urge hits you, just do it. Just like, don't talk yourself out of it because good things will come. I am a huge fan of Jay Shetty and his podcast on purpose. And I was listening to it last year, pandemic time um, around June, and he had Deborah Messing and her business partner, Mandana, I think that's how you pronounce her name. And one of them, I can't, I didn't know which one it was, said something about when you look out into the world and you, you see it and something hurts your heart. And you ask yourself, like, what could I, what, what is it that hurts my heart when you look out at the world? And then when you have that answer, then you ask how you can make the world a better place. And so she says, when you have those answers, that's when you have found your purpose. And so I basically did that. I was like, was this really that simple? And I said, Melissa, what hurt your heart? And the thing that hurt my heart was people feeling alone in their own struggles because I felt alone last year. I wasn't. I have my boyfriend and my daughter's support, but internally I was still struggling and I felt alone. So I wanted to have those deeper conversations with people, especially last year that probably felt like they were alone, even though the whole world was, it felt like was suffering. Um, and I loved podcasts already from true crime to self-help to everything. I was like, podcasting is the way that I'm going to get these stories out. So, um, yeah, I I think it's an an awesome thing and it's been so much fun. Yeah. So the most simple answer was I just got started. I made this decision back in July that I wanted to start a podcast. So then the question became, well, how do I start a podcast? What does that even look like? I got busy on Google, like how to start a podcast, YouTube, how to start a podcast. One of the first people I found was Pat Flynn. um, And I just attached to him immediately. I loved his personality, his energy, all of his knowledge that he had. I think I paid $10 for a, I'm going to butcher this name, Udemy, Udemy, Udemy class. Mm -hmm. It was like 10 bucks. And my boyfriend's like, babe, 10 bucks, go take this class. And I think it was like eight hours. And that like, dove deep into everything. So once I had all that, um, then it was, you know, okay, cover art. How do I do that? What am I going to do with that? And so I set a date of September 1st to get it launched. So from middle of July to September. So in a month, a month and a half, I had it launched. And then pretty much after that, I just didn't shut up about it. Uh, anywhere I was on social media, um, I, I just wanted people to know I, I wasn't ashamed. And that was something that I already struggled with, with was like self-worth and something not being good enough. But this one was different. I knew that nobody could look at me and, and say like, oh, what she's doing is dumb. No, I am sitting here letting people tell their amazing stories. And I know that it can help other people. And just, I would get, you know, messages here and there, as we know, as podcasters, they don't just keep flooding in all the time constantly. Um, But when those messages come in that are just, you know, saying this has helped me and I struggled with depression, those make it all worth it. Yes. Okay. So my favorite quote comes from a book called Think and Grow Rich. Um, If anybody hasn't read it, like I highly suggest reading that book. Um, But you have to understand the law of attraction to really understand and the power of the mind to really understand that book. I, I read that book years ago and I just didn't get it. And it wasn't until like I studied the mind and I, I I really understood how the universe works that think and grow rich, which was written almost a hundred years ago is still one of the top selling business books today because the principles in it are 
so strong. But basically, there's a quote in that book that says, anything the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe it can achieve. So I've wanted to get that tattooed on me if it wasn't so long. You know, I've, I've had it like at home. I've got it like plastered on my wall. Like that is my, if I can come up with an idea and I believe that I can do it, I will achieve it. Like there's, there, there's no other question. Like I, I, I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in, you know, things don't work. All right, things are always not going to work. But the only time you're going to fail is when you stop trying. And that's why I've transitioned a bunch of things. Like, did I fail as a confidence coach? Some might say yes, some might say no, because I just transitioned. I followed my passion. I followed different things. Like, if something doesn't work out, don't see it as a failure. Take it as a lesson. And just build up that firm belief that we are incredibly, incredibly powerful capable human beings the amount of power that we have in our minds is still unconceivable to me and i understand our minds a lot more than you know 90 percent of the people that you know i come into contact with anything you want to do you can make it happen you've just got to make it happen you've got to put in the work it's not going to be easy but you've got to put in the work and it is possible there is always a way so instead of using excuses find a way, say, okay, I can't do it that way. How else can I do it? So I think that's just my biggest passion. And it's like, follow, we literally, and I know it's so cliche to say this, but we literally only have one life. Like I'm 26. I know I've done so much already for someone who's 26. You know, I've traveled to more than 40 countries. I've lived all around the world. I've started businesses. I've, you know, I've done a lot, but there's still so much. I still feel like I don't have enough time in this world to do all the things that I want to do. Like my dreams list goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. And I know I will achieve those things. And some of them are outrageous. Like some of them, there's this yacht I want to hire. That's $250,000 a week to hire it. Like for one day right now, that's not possible, but one day that's going to be possible because I just, I firmly believe it. So I think you've got to work on that belief in yourself, that belief in where you want to go and start small. Like you've got like, no one can just like run out of the gate and be like, okay, I'm quitting my job and I'm making my dreams come true. Like it doesn't work like that, but work small, have a dream, figure out what you actually want in life. Most of the time people are just going through the motions. They don't actually know what they want in life. Figure out what you want in life, where you want to go, where you see yourself and then figure out how you're going to get there. Um, and believe it'll happen and work hard for it. So that's kind of what I do. So I just keep moving forward. That's today's episode, but thank you guys again for listening. Check the description or go to this episode on my website, parkercane.co, parkercane.co for all the featured episode details so that you can find the ones you're most interested in. If you enjoyed this episode or got value from it, please share it with a friend and leave an upbeat review. That is always super appreciated. (laughs) You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.